Yeah. Is it like mostly reports driven exhaustion or? Um, it's been, uh, it was just finally coming out of that really ridiculously bad cold that was going around and then I started getting better and now it's like, uh, I'm not quite finished yet. And it's like, oh God. <laughs> and I just talked to my dad today and he's been fighting it for three weeks now and I'm in coming into the beginning of, I think like, um, uh, my third week. So, mm. but it's. It just doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> oh, it never does. Yeah. Terry's in week three. I think I'm in week one. Oh, dear. Yeah, or at the end of week one, at least. So that's that's something. Yeah. Orange juice. Lots of orange juice. Mm. I am, like, guzzling Neocitrin, practically. Oh, mm. I should be doing that. It's pretty great. <laughs> if Neocitrin would like to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> and on that note what's up ladies and gentlemen the beginning of season two right are we into season two yes yes <laughs> we're officially into season two now all right and uh this is geeks with kids we're retooling our format i guess a little bit <clears throat> so yeah we're gonna try and do what are we trying to do we're trying to do Every couple of weeks, we're going to do a Geese with Kids Prime podcast, and then we're going to do some other episodes over the next uh, couple of uh, couple of weeks uh, to fill in the gaps. Right? Right? Yes. Yes. Don't be alarmed. We'll be uh, just as conversational and rambling and directionless as usual. Yeah. Um, but. In between main Geeks with Kids episodes, look forward to such incredible things as. Um. <laughs> As other things. <laughs> Next week on Clerks. <laughs> yeah, so no, we're going to try and uh, shake things up a little bit here. We're going to try and uh, do things a little bit differently, but uh, still be yeah, conversationally, tangentially, and parentally awesome. So I'm your host for this episode, Aaron, and to my virtual right would be... Spears. Hey. <laughs> and to his virtual right would be... Stu. Wait. No, it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah. Ah, anyway. So, how have you guys been? I haven't talked to you guys in, like, quite a while here. So, let's do a little catching up. What's up? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Spears? How's work going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, same old. <laughs> Spears? Spears? Uh, oh, uh, the same but different, I guess. Um, Explain. Well, I'm through and a really a tangent while you did. Yes, <laughs> as always. Um, I've just come through a really heavy reporting period at work. Um, so there's been. I guess the, the usual workflow was kind of knocked up pretty extremely for the past couple of weeks, and now that it's over, I'm starting to, like, peek out of my gopher hole and look around a little bit and be like, oh yeah, other humans, that's right. <laughs> um, funny story, um, I get to see um, Aaron every week because our kids have swimming lessons at the same pool, one right after the other. It's <laughs> hilarious. 
But we never have time to talk. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, going in the pool, getting out of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty hysterical. We didn't plan it, and I don't think we realized it until, like, the first week of the session. And I was, yeah. like, I was dashing in, like, te- like, ten minutes late with, um, oh, I don't know. Let's go with new code names for my kids based on superhero siblings. Hashtag running gags. The Wonder Twins, what were their names? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so cares was getting ready for swimming really quick. Um, no one was going to a swimming lesson later. Oh, uh, I like both of them. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I get her around the corner in the in sort of the family change room, and they've got these sort of private change stalls, and I see out of the corner of my eye this sort of familiar shape, and I'm like, is that? No. And I got to stick my head back out and like, yeah, that, that's Aaron. That was me. Yeah, me and uh, Mercury. Uh, yeah, I was just getting him uh, ready to go, I think. And uh, yeah, Sarah was just finishing up in the pool. But we've been we've been switching in and out the last couple of days or last couple of times because uh, 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 Sarah has been so, so sick with the, with the same cold. Like Mercury just brought it home and just we got creamed by it. But poor Sarah especially um like I've never like she like I've never seen her have to like resort to uh, medication to like deal with a cold she just wills it away normally <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> but uh yeah so we like popped out and it's like hey hey there you are so yeah so but like like what's your experience with this pool so far like are you guys enjoying it or oh uh, yeah yeah like we we had her going to a different pool before and you know I want to talk smack about pools, but it it stunk. It was pretty <laughs> terrible. Like um, like actually smelling or like just horrible. Like, like funky. <laughs> um, a little bit, but mostly it was just freezing cold. And if there's one thing that will unsell cares, oh Paige, that's what I'll call her. It'll be ah. Sam and Paige from New Mutants slash Generation ah. X. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, Paige uh, hates water to be cold, and going to swimming week after week with cold water was like turning her off the whole thing, which stunk because we took her to a really great pool before that when she was like a teeny tiny baby, and she loved it. Like, she was like naturally like all about the water. Right. And then every week we just saw that turning off more and more and more, so we're like, nope. (laughs) So the, um, the Westmount pool where we are now is like, uh, I don't know, it's like stepping into a bathtub. So she's like, yes, swimming is awesome again. Can yeah. we go? Can we go? Are we going now, Dad? Can we go soon? That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's one of her new words is soon. Maybe soon. <laughs> if you want something and she understands that it can't happen now, maybe soon is her go-to. <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. That's a very Spaceballs kind of like, when? Soon. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Now we're right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, the the teachers are really good, and it, it's I don't know. I think it's really cool to take her, like, because you really like work together quite closely with her, and I don't know. It I feel like it, it's like it's a it's a good bonding kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. So yay for swimming. 
Yes. Spears is unsolicited parental advice. Go swimming with your kids or whatever. Definitely. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And uh, get them used to the shower right away before you get in. Because, <laughs> yes! Okay, so so Paige, is is she terrified of the showers? Oh, she hates them. Okay, she hates Mercury, them. Same thing for Mercury. He, he'll, like, scream and, like, throw a fit. Like, we can't even go through the shower anymore. We have to, like, detour around it. Aww. <laughs> So, new advice, yes, get your kids used to running water as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad, man. Showers at swimming pools are always kind of like, kind of wild cards. Because you never know if they're going to be like that, like, sort of that, that wide prickly spray, or like the really tight, like, super-powered concentrated beam. Mm-hmm. Because it's never like the shower at your house. No, no. Soothing and comfortable and relaxing and just... Uh, I could just stay here all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Three three exhausted dads putting each other to sleep for your <laughs> podcast edification. <laughs> Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> so if Nescafe wants to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> oh god, my caffeine usage has peaked ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm practically back to undergrad levels. It's terrible. Yeah. Why? Just because of work? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, straight yeah. up. The, um, I, well, I discovered they'd been hiding a um, a coffee machine, so I cleaned it up and plugged it in, and I've just been making coffee. And I was like, I'll just make it when I feel like I need it, and when I feel like I need it is always and immediately. If it was here, I'd be using it right now. <laughs> yeah, my coffee maker at home broke. I've been using a French press, and oh my god, it is delicious. Like, I don't know what the what the reason is behind it, but <clears throat> boiled water coffee in a little decanter is so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so easy to make, so easy to maintain, too. But, uh, <clears throat> like, I'm at that point at school now where... I need that midday coffee pump to get through home, <laughs> to get through to get me home now. <laughs> yeah, how bad's the commute been? It's been, uh, it's been good. It's been getting better, but um, as soon as the weather turns, it uh, it just gets horrible. Like uh, it'll go from like an hour drive to like a two hour drive some days with a little bit of snow. So like today, because it was snowing in Hamilton today. Yeah, that was crazy on the way home. It uh, totally turned my commute uh, turned my commute almost into a two hour commute home. Yay. <clears throat> it was bad. Yeah, Good and time. it was, wasn't even just like regular snow. It was like blizzard for like five minutes and then stop, and mm-hmm. then sun, and then blizzard again. And it's like, come on, make up your mind. <laughs> no dice, Hamilton. So how's the how's the weather up in your neck of the woods? Horrible? No, actually it was not, pretty sunny today. It was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, from I was, cold I was in Hamilton warning, for, let's just say, damn you. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Hamilton for a bunch of today. Though. Really? Yeah. What are you doing here? I was watching Deadpool. Nice. Ah. Nice. <laughs> that might have peaked a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe that's okay yeah. mine's peaking a lot because i'm coughing up a storm here <laughs> but yeah you sarah need, and i you need pop filters for that i do i really do my insensitiveness at you having seen back. deadpool <laughs> before me cannot be contained by any filter 
Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah and I are going to go see it on Sunday at the VIP lounge. <laughs> Man, you guys are living the dream. We're sort of living the dream right now. Yeah, we got lucky. My um, <laughs> my mom said she would babysit. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So let's break into some yeah, because let's break into some uh, geek news because I guess that's the that's the big news right now that I think is everybody's focusing on is uh, the opening of Deadpool. So, without giving too much away, Eric, what did you think? It was good. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Is that enough? We'll, that was enough? That that's enough? perfect. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Eric reviews. It was yeah. good. Cuz I think Eric Sarah reviews. Yeah. Cuz I think Sarah said she saw something online that uh, said that it was probably uh one of the best ratings at uh, Rotten Tomatoes ever or something like that. That it was at 100%. And I was like, I don't know if I can believe that or not with all the Deadpool viral marketing that's going around right now. I would believe it. Yeah, it's probably the closest thing you'll ever get to a comic book movie. Wow, cool. that's amazing. At least to the source material. Right, right. Okay, so let's leave it at that because I don't want to. I want to go. Everyone dies. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Like, there's definitely a circle the wagons kind of feeling as I'm reading these reviews. Nice. Like, it seems like every Canadian reviewer really wants to give Reynolds as much of an ups as they can. Like, the Globe oh. and Mail gave it a positive review, and they do wow. not like superhero stuff at all in general. There, mm-hmm. there are reasons. They talk about Canada quite a bit. Not quite a bit, but they do talk about Canada yeah. in it. The, uh, the Regina shout-out was mentioned. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why Regina s- rhymes with fun. That's right. <laughs> a lot of vagina. <laughs> Austin Powers. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're so soaked to go see it. Uh, Sarah knows nothing other than, like, the trailers and that, and I haven't seen her... Does she like violent movies? She doesn't mind it, uh, so long (laughs) as it's kind of done in a ridiculous, like, Tarantino-esque style, and then she's okay with it. How did she feel about Kill Bill? um, She was actually okay with that. It's when it gets borderline realistic, like, hostile and saw that it's like, nope, nope, that's torture. Nope, nope, can't deal with it. So, Hmm. yeah. Hmm. Does Deadpool go all saw on us, or? It's it's ultra-violent, like. Okay. I think think she'll be fine with it then. Oh, yeah. I think that'll be good. Hmm. Um. But yeah, like she's so excited to come, like to go and see it too, and it's like, yeah, awesome. Eddie White gave it a good review. I haven't I no. watched that yet. Who's that Eddie White? <laughs> Betty White, man. <laughs> oh, Betty White. Okay, I was like, who's Eddie White? Her son. Yeah, Eddie. Van yeah, no, no. Hitler-White. I saw that video today too. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like it's doing all the right things, like making all the right moves. You know, yeah. the one thing in the the trailer and that, that scene that they released um, that's got me real, real peaked is... Uh, What's the scene they released? They released the um, the scene where Colossus, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and Deadpool do the walk-up on uh, Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. And you see, um, among the things you see in that shot are Warhead uses her power and it sort of blows off her civilian clothes and you see the, um, like the X-Men uniform underneath, the, like the black and yellow... Mm-hmm. Like that got me really excited for to see a new mutants movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like hmm. I've never in all the X Men films, I've never seen the idea of the X Men presented so just with such straight faced awesomeness. <laughs> I can't talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Spears plug mm. ears. No, that's okay. <laughs> Is there anything you can say about it without spoiling? Hmm. Um. No. <laughs> All right. I mean, we. Know, <laughs> I think what Colossus I, was amazing in it. How about? Oh, we'll, good, I'll go good. with that. Negasonic was also really good. Everyone, there, there was nothing that I disliked about that movie. Nice. I think I left that movie. It's probably the best movie I've seen in a little while in theaters. Wow. Okay, on a on a scale of. Um, uh, in comparison to Star Wars Episode Seven, I think I enjoyed it more. Wow! Whoa. Tall order. I love it. Okay. Cool. Oh man! What the? Yeah, I can't. Oh, I'm so excited. Like I, I was excited before, but now I'm really excited to see this yeah. now. Well, like we've seen Star Wars movies before. Yeah. You've, we haven't seen a Deadpool movie, and one that's actually a Deadpool movie. Yeah, or anything like a Deadpool movie, really. Like no. it's. What it ought to be is kind of like, Deadpool should be to superhero movies what RoboCop was to 80s action flicks. <laughs> like, just totally take it apart, skewer it, and show it everything that's great and wrong with it at the same time. Mm, yes. Um, yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that made it was, well, it started off on, like, the proper foot. Like, in the opening credits, set the mood, like... Like you won't you you won't believe <laughs> how much it sets it up. It's great. I, awesome. I'm just oh stop. man, stop. <laughs> so like start to finish. Heard rumors that there's two um, uh, two uh, end credit sequences. Is that right? It's more like one that takes a two second break. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's great. That that yeah. All right, so I guess we know from here, um, Apocalypse is next. Um, X Men uh, Apocalypse. Are we talking about just uh, just Fox. mutant movies? Yeah, yeah, yes. And then Deadpool I mean, too. Does Fox have superhero movies that are non mutant movies anymore? Like Fantastic <sighs> Four is done forever, right? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe this iteration, but they'll try and keep the rights. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't want to give up. Uh, they don't want to give up too too much. I would assume, like they would like um, you would think that they would want to at least keep it around enough that even if they just pump out something soonish or in a couple of years ish, just to have it roll over back to them, they probably yeah. will. But I, I don't. There's like there's nothing on the docket right now. Not that yeah, not that I've heard. Like the schedule, yeah. so to speak. Deadpool yeah. two. Yeah, already greenlit. The, I heard. Yeah, it was greenlit a couple of days ago. Now, I saw something going around on the Facebooks with him and Spider-Man in a poster. I want to say that that was a fan, <laughs> that was a fan-made one, but... The one yes, that's, that's not just friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it may have been based on something that uh, Reynolds as Deadpool said in an interview about how Deadpool wants to go back and remake all of Ryan Reynolds' movies. <laughs> <laughs> so this could be the beginning of the next viral marketing campaign. I would love to see Deadpool in waiting. <laughs> I would love to see him as a 20-something angsty, or not angsty, but just like 20-something disgruntled waiter in a restaurant. 
with a bunch of other 20-something disgruntled <laughs> waiters and just the, the shenanigans that would come from that. That would be fun. You would change hmm. every order to Chichimangas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what else? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So what were some of the other, uh, what were some of the other big, um, big news, uh, drops that came the new, uh, Oh, the new, uh, Superman, Batman, Superman V Batman, uh, trailer. Oh my gosh. Before we get into that, I'm really I'm upset with the two of you for not telling me how great the latest suicide squad trailer was. I, how did I, you I'm miss pretty, that? I'm pretty sure we posted it on our website. I'm, pretty sure I'm, we... I'm really upset cause it's amazing. <laughs> It is my it is my favorite trailer uh to date. This is the one with Bohemian Rhapsody in the background. Yes. Um Oh my god, I saw it. I thought it was one of the Super Bowl commercials. And I was like, right. this is the greatest thing. I have to tell everybody. And I was like, everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you oh missed my god. it. It was yeah. You must have just been pretty busy or something. But yeah, it is brilliant. I love it. Oh, dude, when Leto's all like, I can't wait to show you my toys, like... Yeah, I don't care I, about I am, facial tattoos anymore. Until Eric's review, I was more excited for Suicide Squad than Deadpool, and I'm real excited for Deadpool. Yeah, and I'm just on that trailer alone, I am really excited for Suicide Squad. Um, just, again, it was it was a perfect trailer. It said everything without saying anything. And yep. it's like we're just gonna drop you into this this massive combat zone. We don't know why. We don't know anything else why. And it's perfect because it's like wow, everything's going to poop here. And um, and is it me or is Jai Courtney actually tolerable now <laughs> in this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. I thought, okay, I, I, just making sure. Because <laughs> it's mm. like, what? Could he actually be a thing still? No, no he's not. He was never a thing. I swear, I'm going to get uh, Sarah on audio and, and make him a thing. And see what happens. Mm. <laughs> mm. No? No. No? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what is Jai Courtney's relationship to this trailer? He's Captain Boomerang, man. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh no, he might actually be a thing. Yeah, because no. they no. finally have an Australian role for him. <laughs> oh dude, that thing where you see like um where you see the fire guy going like raw and then you hear the boom from off camera, you just see him like sipping on a beer or something in an alley? Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. Like it both it and Deadpool genuinely look like superhero stuff that we have not seen anything like before. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. So counterpoint, Batman versus Superman. The new trailer looks actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the new trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of your what were some of your favorite high points in the new trailer? Wonder Which Woman one? talks. Yes. Huh. Yeah, um, the the look at the end, the one that Superman gives uh, Batman. Oh yeah, that was good. Like Batman sort of uh, like blocks one of Superman's punches, and he's just like the what? Mm hmm. Exactly. <laughs> what about no, you, Aaron? I like just the whole 
opening introduction of Batman. Like that was awesome. Yeah. The just even um Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I can uh I wasn't necessarily sold on it. I didn't think there would be anything wrong with it before, but then hearing him as Alfred in the opening here, perfect. And just the the whole fight sequence for Batman at the beginning there is like, yep. Excellent. Like this was this felt like something that was missing from the last Batman movies was just this level of kickassery. I feel. Mm. Yeah. Like I, it was just good when he like pops up through the floor and just mm. like it, it almost felt like uh, the uh, Arkham video game come to life. <laughs> <laughs> They've already done a side by side comparison. Some dudes on really? the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should post that on our fa- on our website. Huh. We should. Yeah. Or did you guys already? See, I'm falling behind now too. I don't know. It um I'm not the biggest fan of the video honestly because it kind of undercuts itself because and maybe that's it's because it's a game but it if they were going for like a this is a shot for shot of fighting from Arkham the comparison video doesn't really sell that. Like the angles are different, the speeds are different. It just looks like two different vaguely computer touched up renditions of Batman hurting people. Mhm. Hmm. But I, I kind of see the point. Like the fighting is more Arkham-y than Batman choreography we've seen before. Right. Yeah. Insofar as it seems really exciting and energetic, as opposed to the Dark Knight stuff, which was a little bit more pulled out and cold, kinda, or pushed in really close so you couldn't really see what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To keep things rated PG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. Uh, almost like WWE rock-esque like takedown that he did of the one thug. <laughs> it was just oh, like yeah, on the power, box. On the yeah. box, it was like power bomb. It was like nice. <laughs> and then the box didn't break. It was like come on. At least the, the top box, of it did a little bit, mm. but it should have just like exploded a little bit more. Right? He definitely yeah, he was... fought like a younger man. Yes, yes, he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But that was my that was my high like that was my favorite point the uh, favorite part it was just like you you want to sell Affleck there you go done done deal mm. Affleck was never what worried me about that movie uh, Jesse Eisenberg uh, you know Amy Adams yeah Amy Amy Adams I have nothing like I have nothing against her. I just, the lowest lane that she is being is not one that interests me greatly. Mm. Mm. And I don't think it's her fault. Like, I feel like she's doing a good job in the role that they're crafting for her. I just don't, there's no, I don't know, like, there's no edge to her. There's nothing to her relationship with Superman. Like, there was no real chemistry or build-up or feeling that they went through anything together in Man of Steel. They had, like, two parallel stories that intersected at moments, I guess, sometimes, sort of. Hmm. Um, And now, like, I I just don't get... I don't get why she would feel a deep connection either to Clark, to Superman, or to anything about it. I don't understand what her dog is in this fight. You know, as far as um, as far as Luthor goes, 
the first teaser image of bald, um, uh, I'll, yeah, of like Eisenberg with his like head shaved, like looking all intense and evil and stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. a good sell. That's the Luther I want to see. The one in the commercial seems to be Eisenberg doing his Kevin Spacey doing his Gene Hackman impression. <laughs> oh, and I'm not ready be. for that again. <laughs> Show me everything. <laughs> um, that being said, when Wonder Woman talked, it sounded good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a one-liner, but she delivered it well, and you know, it, it didn't come off like. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to stereotype actors from Fast and the Furious, but it didn't come off as, like, someone delivering a line flatly while the bass goes boom, 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 boom. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm curious. And knowing that her movie is going to be, like, a World War One period piece, like, it... I don't know. I think there there may be actual depth to this character. Hmm. Yeah, well, the footage we've seen from Wonder Woman looks all, like, good already, anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. Between that and, like, my experience of the Star Trek Beyond trailer, which I I think my experience of that is basically unique, I think I might be finding depth where there isn't any. Hmm. Like, my reaction to the Beyond trailer was like, yeah, we've got dudes on motorcycles, but we've also got Ild- Idris Alba giving us something about how you know, the frontier is pushing back. So, oh, this is going to be like an anti-colonialism thing. And it's going to be this crisis of conscience where it's like, yeah, we work for the Federation, but I guess the Federation done some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But it could just be motorcycles in space, and I could be reading much too much into Idris Elba saying one thing. <laughs> Maybe. It could just be, yeah, it could just be a whole bunch of Michael Bay explosions and pretty and flashy and nothing more than yeah nothing more than just like fireworks and explosions but i'm worried that wonder woman might be the same but but i choose to hope that it's different i think it will because this is the first this is the first real female superhero movie um that we're going to be getting and this is a this would be a big ball to drop you know and i don't think dc wants to do that because They've dropped so many balls up to now, and they're finally they're finally feeling like they're starting to gain some momentum here with this new uh, Batman Superman trailer, with the Suicide Squad trailer, and now you get the jump uh, ahead of Marvel now to drop a female superhero movie. So they're not. I I feel they're not going to screw this up, yeah. or at least just maintain it enough that. You know, that if there is anything that goes wrong, then it just, like, might be just, like, a minor, like, meh, it happened, but at least it's not going to be, like, you did what? Yeah. Wonder Woman did get some bad news today. What's that? Um, Paramount's releasing a Michael Bay Transformers movie on the same date. Oh, for frig's sakes. I saw that, um, that they've got release dates now for, like, the next round up to, what was it? The, here, let me see here. They're up to... The release dates for the next three Transformer movies. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think I can't remember which uh, which website it was, but there was some review site that was like uh, Paramount threatens us with three more Transformers release dates. Yeah, 
<sighs> One of which is a Bumblebee origin movie, apparently. What? Like, he has an origin. He's a Transformer. Like, what more origin than that do you need? Do, do we need an origin of the Camaro? Like, are we going to follow this Camaro through time? And then Bumblebee, like, absorbs its memories or something? Hmm. Hmm. No, That'd it's going to be Michael Bay. There's going to be explosions going in circles over and over and over again. It's not a Brad Bird movie. Come on. If it was, <laughs> if it was Brad Bird, it would probably be that. If Brad uh... Bird is making the Bumblebee movie, I'll go opening night. And I'll eat my tickets on camera while you all watch. Hmm. I said want this to happen. I kind of want this to happen, too. <laughs> well, you guys get on the phone to Paramount, then, and... I just want to see Spears eat paper, maybe. No, I don't want to see him eat paper. <laughs> no. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Any, other, uh, any other big news that you guys uh, got that you want to share? Like, we got the yeah, we got the Transformers, we got the trailer, we got a Flash Supergirl crossover coming up. Thoughts on that? I haven't been watching Supergirl, but I enjoy the Flash. I hear it's been getting really good. I heard uh, they're going to Earth 2, or they just did go to Earth they 2. They did that last week. Yeah, and... It was neat. When they were going between dimensions, they showed Supergirl. So, oh, did they? Yeah. So I cool. see, I guess that's how they're going to do the Flash crossover. They're basically going to lend, because they're two different networks, right? Yeah. So they're like, the one network is going to lend the Flash and the Flash actor to Supergirl for an episode, and that's yeah. kind of how they're going to do it. But it's uh, they're all owned by the same parent company, so that's cool. why it's possible. Plus their Set producers it- are the same. Yeah, setting up the multiverse, I think, was the slickest possible way to do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a good idea. It also gives the show somewhere to live next to the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes it all feel like it still counts. Yeah. Like, it still has, like, a little bit of... still has a little bit of backbone to it. still has a little bit of clout to it. Uh, not directly related to the movies, but at least they're... Yeah, they're building, they're building something really good here. Yeah, man, it's just, like, one trip on the, like... The, the the dimensional treadmill away or whatever. How does he travel through dimensions? How does that work? Um, does he just like run fast and then like turn right? There's well, <laughs> they there there's like breaches in Central City, so they've gone through one of them to get oh, there. portals, if you will. Yes, <laughs> yes, fifty two of them. Are they <laughs> are they blue and orange? They're blue. Okay. Are they blue? I don't know. I assume it's orange on the other side. Who knows? You would think. <laughs> you would hope. Mm-hmm. Portal joins the DCU. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and then, let's see, what else do I got here? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2, James Gunn saying, no Thanos, no Infinity Stones for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'm fine with that. Me too. I think um, with such a build-up with, Civil War coming and um, Infinity War coming. I think they can pull back from that just enough, just to kind of like give them their own story and not have like a villain of the week or villain of the month or just a insert villain here that is just furthering the plot. It would be nice to see a fresh story just with them in dealing with whatever <laughs> whatever plot, what other story they're going to do. So I think it could be a lot of fun. I think it'd be good. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you don't need 
um, necessarily Thanos or the gems in it to have it matter and be good. And you know, you're it probably is a better shot of being good without them. Because um, I feel like the further away from the A plot you are in Marvel, the more freedom you're probably going to have. Um, I think that might have helped Ant-Man out a little bit if it had been further in the margins. Um, I don't know, I mean... But on the other hand, I feel like in the Infinity Gems are kind of cosmic stuff, and right now... I mean, unless you count Thor, which I guess you should, but, like, Guardians is really their only, like spacey, cosmic kind of franchise. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. you're not going to use Guardians to fill out like the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe, who's going to care when Thanos blows up Xandar or whatever? Like, Well, admittedly, we've seen the surface of Xandar enough to care about it now, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's going to, I don't know, say like Kreelar or like the other Marvel space places. Yeah, where the Galactic Republic was housed and blown up in Star Wars Episode Seven, and we were like, what did they just blow up? Could be that planet. Could be that one. Yeah. And admittedly, they may still do some of that legwork that'll pay off in Infinity War, if that is... If it does end up using space at all. Like, I don't see how it can't, but I, I don't know. Mm. Man. Maybe something in uh, Thor. Uh, Thor 3 might pop up. Perhaps. Maybe. I Marvel and the the comics have always somehow managed to get away with having such like a mishmash of different genres. And they all just somehow seem to coexist even when tonally the comics are completely different. Um it was always kind of part of the fun in a way. Um in the movies, I guess I'm just afraid it's gonna be more of a problem. Um, cause the, the sort of the Star Wars-y feel of Guardians doesn't, I don't know how well that's gonna kind of sync up with Avengers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is, I feel like everything is kind of, since the enormous success of Winter Soldier, I feel like everything is kind of defaulting to that tone. Hmm. You know, and, you know, that's cool, like, it's very, it's down to earth, and... You know, it makes the superhero stuff a little bit easier to understand and digest and whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with something like the Infinity Gems, you kind of need things to be a little bit more out there and high concept. Like, you want someone like a Guillermo del Toro to, like, to tell that story. Right. Yeah. You know? Because that, that's, tri- that's some trippy, crazy space stuff. <laughs> and I, ju- I just don't know, like... What do you do to get that down to Winter Soldier level? Like, do you, you know what I mean? Do you have to, like, depower the gems? Do, like, and if so, why are they that important anyway? Like, how do you tell the story of the Infinity Gauntlet without the personification of death and the Living Tribunal and Galactus? Right. And yeah. Adam Warlock and the Silver Surfer. Isn't Galactus stuck with uh, Fox? Yes, it's part of the fan- he's part of the Fantastic Four package. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Marvel has enough characters that aren't those characters to slot those roles, but they still are like those roles. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we don't have anything like Galactus in the MCU yet. Mm -hmm. 
You know, we don't have anything like the Celestials, even though we, we like we've seen signs of them. We've seen their mm-hmm. like lopped off heads and stuff. Um, like that's the the thing they were mining in um, nowhere in the last Guardians movie. That's a that's the head of a Celestial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we haven't like you, unless I've been missing a lot of really good stuff on Agents of Shield, which it's possible I have. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the Celestials were supposed to be the movers and shakers behind all the crazy superpower stuff on Earth, which was supposed to tie that crazy stuff to the stuff in space, which is why it can all matter when someone in space is doing crazy infinity stuff. Which is why it matters to our point of view characters that this space stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of feel like I don't know if in Infinity War your Adam Warlock character shows up, whoever that's going to be, and is like Thanos has the gems and it's bad, and it, like someone like Ant-Man can be like, why? That's space stuff. I'm good. You all good? I'm good. Credits. <laughs> so it looks like uh, by the sounds of things, could be DC, yeah, lining up to take the. Uh Take the throne away from uh, Marvel here. Take the crown oh away. Or the belt. I, I, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I really feel like Suicide Squad could be their Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. I get a very Iron Man, very Guardians of the Galaxy feel from this. Like all the all, like right down to like the the iconic seventies uh, piece of music uh, right in the trailer right off the bat. And it just has an energy to it. Like there's a real like electricity in that trailer. And if the movie has, a, if the movie can sustain half of that, like that, that is going to be something different, which I feel like it's going to, because it like, I, Oh, I just cannot get enough of that trailer. Like it's a, like it's a regular watch for me because it is so perfect. Like right down to like the final notes at the, uh, like at the end there just a, like just even like the titles alone were like just like totally like the purple neon i love it is just enough just to like grab me and hold on and everything and i love it and just the way that they recut the music and then like even like harley's little thing at the end there it's like we're it's we're bad guys this is what we do it's like it's perfect it's so true like what did you think was going to happen when you sent a bunch of villains to go save the world did you think it was going to work out perfectly no it's not it's all going to go to hell and i can't wait i can't wait so pumped <laughs> yep and uh that's weird too like i'm not a dc comics reader i've never read an issue of suicide squad Likewise, likewise, like I've been filling myself in on uh, Wikipedia and that, and it's like I love where this could potentially go. I'm so excited. I know a little bit about individual characters, and mm-hmm. as far as like dudes like Deadshot of like or uh, Deathstroke have shown up as enemies of Batman, and from time to time, or I know a little bit through Teen Titans, but a lot of them like Enchantress is completely new to me. Katana's completely new to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Captain Boomerang, I. I kind of remember him from The Flash. I feel like he doesn't need a lot of introduction. (laughs) He throws boomerangs. End of story. Yep. He throws boomerangs. He shoots people. He's an alligator. He eats people. I love that. Like, Like, that was just, like, perfect. You know, like, how do you describe all these, all these characters? Like, just 
simple terms. And Burns that's people. all you need to know. <laughs> and she's just crazy. Yep. I don't know. It ru- it runs the risk of, especially around Harley, like overstaying its welcome a bit. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I got a lot of faith in what I've seen so far. And that's the one thing that, if it is going to go wrong, I think it's just going to dwell too much on Harley and the Joker. And I think it's going to be too much of a, we're just trying to, and then it'll go into, we're just trying to set up the next Batman movie, uh, Mm. which is what it should not do. It should just be all about Suicide Squad. Maybe a little bit of a hint to that, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't even be like the B plot. It should just kind of just be kind of in the background. Unless I can, from the shape of the trailer, I can kind of see where the Joker may be involved in a legitimate A-plot way. Mm. Like, he could be in some way responsible for whatever it is they're being sent in to fix. Mm-hmm. He could be in some way manipulating the situation to put Harley there in the first place. Right. It all could be an elaborate get-Harley-out-of-jail uh, kind of play. Which would be within his would be within his scope and within his... It would give Harley a heck of a choice to make, too, at the end, between uh, between her pudding and her new buddies on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Like, Scott Snyder played that choice out in uh, Death of the Family in the comics not long ago, and it played well. Hmm. Yeah. Like, Joker interrupts a, um, a squad member's uh, funeral, and Harley pulls a gun on him. Wow. Like, it's... It's, re- it's part of... I don't know. You could say that it's a part of a bit of a forced program to turn Harley into a marketable superhero Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, the awesome psycho Joker goon she had been heretofore. But I don't know, man, that that when I read that story in the trade paperback of Death of the Family, it it played like it seemed natural enough. Mm -hmm. Having, you know, having not read the Suicide Squad story, it's intersecting with. Right, right. So, it could work. It could potentially work when you play it to, when you put it that way. And it would be really good to kind of like bring that into the realm of things. And, uh, yeah, it might just make it uh, work more. I'm just too scared that it's just going to be like this is a, this is just a leapfrog into another Batman movie. And we're just using it as the vehicle and not so much just trying to tell, you know, another, Another really good side to this story, which, yeah, that would be the only thing that I would be concerned with. But it could work, yeah. It could, like, raise the stakes here for um, for Harley to, like, be like, make, a, like, make your choice, <laughs> you know? Who are you going to side with? And that could be a lot of fun. It's exactly the kind of head game the Joker loves to play, and I can see Leto playing that scene. Yeah. Oh. And then him lying in the circle of the knives and the guns oh, and that laugh. That yeah. laugh. But like, the, one, the one thing that I keep trying to come back to is what is it that they're fighting? Because in certain scenes it looks almost like some sort of like black tentacly kind of It's like, going to be Enchantress. You think so? Well, she's not in any of the group shots. Mm, okay. Maybe. Okay. I don't know enough about the character to really to really guess one way or the other. If that's Enchantress, she does a number on that subway car. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great little shot. 
And I can't remember where it was, but I remember, I thought I remember seeing something uh, along the lines that Brainiac was once kind of like a creature like that, like very tenderly and tentacly at some point. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I might be wrong, though. But I was like, I thinking, could this, don't could this be Brainiac? Don't recall that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm probably making stuff up then. <laughs> uh, I mean, there have been, you know, there's an infinite number of versions of these characters. Um, the... Boy, the last time Brainiac was reintroduced that I can remember was when Jeff Johns um, wrote him. I think I think that's before New Fifty Two, um, and he did it as this, like this huge green dude. And the idea was that all the Brainiacs we'd met before that were like kind of like drones in a way, like advanced scouts that he'd sent out. Right, and it, you know he was just menacing as hell, but he's often often depicted with like tendrily like. Almost like Doctor Octopus arms, mm-hmm. kind of, but like you know more. Um, but I, I don't know. A lot of different artists go a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, with him. I guess the only thing that's um, universal is the like the weird electrode things all over his head. Right. Yeah. The little EEG hookup <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if they use a Superman villain. But at the same time, I can't, like... Admittedly, I don't know DC villains the way I know Marvel villains, but I can't place who that might... who or what that might be. Yeah. Which is exciting. Like, it's kind of cool to be going into a DC movie, and, you know, this is weird to be saying with the Joker in it so prominently, but the bad guy isn't the Joker, the Riddler, someone I've seen Adam West fight, um, or an evil Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. Or a weird computer thing. Yep. Or Solar Man. <laughs> oh my god, is it Solar Man? Oh my god, could you imagine if they tapped that well? <laughs> if they went back to, like, let's go to, let's see what Richard Pryor is up to. Let's see. <laughs> no. I heard there was a Superman musical. What could we mine from that? <laughs> uh, cut to Joss Whedon doing uh, Superman the Musical. I think, wasn't there a Superman musical? Yes, there was. A uh, uh, very horrible one from the 1970s. There's there's recordings of it, and yeah. Is there like a full cast, like like a Broadway recording? Uh, there, uh, there's there gotta be. Um, oh, we should find it, we should listen to it. Are you it. talking about It's a Bird, It's a Plane? Yes. It's Superman, that one? Yeah. They, they, did a, they did a little bit of it on uh, one of the... Uh, on a Superman featurette, I think, for Superman Returns, uh, they talked about it. And it's like, oh my god, really? Yeah, it was in one of the supplemental things. Yeah, it's wow. like, seriously. It's a bird, it's a plane, that's what it's called? It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Something like that, I think. Ooh, YouTube will help me figure this out. <laughs> I'm sure Figure it's it out with laughter. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's all our... Like, all that's happening in uh, geek news uh, right now. Um, Theater geek news. um, The Broadway cast of Hamilton is opening the Grammys? Whoa. Is that what I I I read? The Tonys. (laughs) The Tonys would make a lot of sense. The Grammys would be super cool. Either way, you know, it could still work. (laughs) But no, for the Tonys, though, that's amazing. Yeah, I listened to the whole, like, the whole... Yeah, they're performing the whole, at, the, like, sound at the Grammys. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Grammys. I was right because I made a great joke about how Kanye was going to let them finish, and nobody like picked up on it, and I was pissed at all. <laughs> when, did, when did you make this joke? <laughs> this this was weeks ago. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I posted. I posted up because there was like a, a like um, I don't know, like an image or an ad or something that was going around, and it was like, "Congrats to the cast of Hamilton for like you know you're going to be performing at the Grammys or whatever." Yeah. I was like, "Ah, you think Kanye will let him finish?" I think I commented on that, but not in relation to that. And I'm so sorry I missed the joke because that is funny. <laughs> See, I've now officially tried this joke in every possible way, and if it doesn't get a laugh on this podcast, I will never speak of it again. Hashtag Spears shame. Hashtag Spears right, though. That is funny, and uh, yeah, for opening the Grammys. Um, yeah, I started listening to some of the songs, and I'm not a fan of hip-hop, but I like it. It's good. I don't know what it is. It's but it's nice. <laughs> it just it moves so quickly and it's so like there there's something so emotionally conductive about the 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 way that it flows through like word and music. It's like there's never I don't feel like I've missed any of the show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I feel like it's all in that music. Oh, but you have missed part of the show. Have you seen really? any of the live stuff? Um, a little bit, but not, you know, just like just like recordings of numbers for different like mm. ad pieces they did. Yeah, he's nice. Oh my god, it's gonna be like a decade before it comes to Toronto, isn't it? Uh, well, the tour starts next year in San Francisco, and then it moves across North America. So you know, San Francisco is pretty close to Toronto, right? Yeah, in the musical theater world, yeah. I <laughs> could get there in a few days or a montage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a like a hour conversation with one of my coworkers about Hamilton. It was actually yeah. really good. I should have recorded yeah. it. Yes, you should have. Oh, yeah. I I would love to hear some like legit music nerds go to town on that. Like, <laughs> it's just it's stunning. Yeah, we talked about. Um, yeah, it's too much to talk about now. Yeah. It's just, yeah, no, no. It's, oh my god, I, I, was, I, was, I was listening to it for the first time as I was writing my report cards, and I swear this one kid nearly, up, nearly ended up with, just don't get into any duels, your father loves you. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh god, I was, um, it's history, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, spoilers. Le- Shoot. Luckily, he uh, he had two more children. <laughs> oh, I guess there was stuff that isn't in the music. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe three more children. I can't remember. So I'm going to use this as a segue for our parenting moment for tonight. <laughs> um one of the things I wanted to throw out there for like our parenting moment was like, what were some of like the, like the premier parenting lessons that, um, and I wanted to have some fun with this that you learned from like wherever. And I think I said like, like let's maybe like focus on movies, but, um, cause like, um, like from like especially from like Hamilton like it's a it it's a it's like it's a it's a really good story about uh it's a really good story about family from what i understand and uh, uh, 
It's got family, no? Uh, All right, I'm stretching this, but anyway. <laughs> not not terribly much. Like, the the relationship between husband and wife and father and son mm-hmm. seemed to be, like, a big, big, big plank of that second, uh, the second act. True. It is true. But, uh, like, I wanted to throw it out there to you guys and just, like, have some fun with this and just see, like, what were some of, like, the like best pieces of like parenting advice or at least parenting lessons that you got and this is totally tangential from what we were doing but um that you got from like maybe like movies or other places that really had nothing to do with parenting but have kind of like helped you out along the way huh huh yeah i was thinking about this earlier and i couldn't really make come up with anything <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cause I, I feel good about that, because all the things I started thinking about, too, all came from, like, parenting movies and things like that, too. And I'm like, no. It's like, can there are there, like, any movies or anything out there that have nothing to do with parenting that would just, I don't know, <laughs> that we could learn something positive? I feel like you should start this one off. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, like, racking my brain with this, and I just went back to, like, a couple of movies that really... If you're watching these trying to get parental advice, you really shouldn't be watching these movies, and you shouldn't let kids watch these movies to begin with. So I went back, like, the first one that I picked was Animal House. And Are there parents in that one? They're in, well, I guess. There are no parents in that one. They're all shipped off to school now at this point. They're all in university, so there's no parental, like, really, like, control here. There is maybe one or two mentions of... Um, uh, one of the one of the girls uh, is the daughter of like the mayor or something like that, and there's like a little sub story to that. But there's no real like like on a scale of like one to ten, like there's maybe like a like a one or a two in terms of parenting in this movie. And uh, as like like I've watched it uh, uh, a lot, and it's one of my all time favorite uh, movies. But I think that. Um, one of the best uh, pieces of advice that you could get as a parent is be involved with your kids' lives and find out who the heck they're hanging out with. <laughs> well, because in university, one of them that could might be, be John Belushi, <laughs> who could pound a fifth of whiskey in front of you, and you would never know. <laughs> but um, I uh, like a lot of the things. Uh, about this movie that we kind of like found uh, entertaining and stuff like that. You, you look back now and it's like, no, this is very just non-PC and everything. And then yet they demonstrate a lot of like uh, skills now that they're trying to get kids to focus on, like hands-on and building stuff. And what do they do? They build a death mobile in this movie. Mm. And it's like, I want my kids to do that. Build a I death want mobile. all my kids to be tinkerers and builders and stuff like that. I want them to make a death mobile at some point. They should watch Mythbusters. <laughs> yes. They should watch The Explorers. That's true. Yes. <clears throat> Build a spaceship that looks like a little red ball and fly it out into space. Uh, you got it. Yeah, just don't uh, just don't bring back any aliens and send them to summer camp and call it meatballs too. Ah, <laughs> oh, meatballs. <laughs> did you guys see? Did you guys hear about this uh, show that AMC announced today? What's that one? The uh, the Kevin Smith no. one. Yes! Oh yes. Geeking out. Oh, 
Yes. Um, with, uh, what's his name? Weiss from uh, Alias. Greg Gunberg. Yes. You mean Snap Weasley from Episode 7? <laughs> no, he'll always be Weiss to me. Uh, he'll always be that he'll hero's be cop Weiss. for me. I really should watch cool. Alias. No, it, you know what? It's a good combo. I just hope Kev fi- finds a way to bring Ralph Garman with him. Mm-hmm. Like, the two of them had been working on getting a Hollywood Babylon show yeah. on at AMC forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure, like, it's certainly not... I don't imagine it's going to be, like, a strain on their relationship or anything. Because they're both, like, super classy, and they both know how Hollywood works. Mm-hmm. I think it'll happen, because with this new show, he's uh, he's got... Um, um, what's he doing? Uh, Fat Man on Batman on uh, YouTube now, on video. Mm. Um, what else is he doing? Yeah, so much of his podcast stuff is scaling up now. Like he's well, like he's been so recording much... video for years now, I'm putting it on his yeah. channel. But I feel like the videos have becoming have become more video. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more polish in the production huh. value and, like... And he's doing the yeah, strange unboxing from a one movie with... director, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's hit his knee... Like, it feels like he's, like, hitting his stride here now. Like, it's not just so much... Like, it's, um... Uh, like, you kind of like gotta, like, reinvent yourself every once in a while. And, uh, yeah, I think this is good for him. I think, uh... I think it, we probably will see, um... Uh, a Hollywood Babylon, uh, at least maybe in video format of some kind or other with Garmin down the line. Like, it's just... I hope so. They are so funny together, like, both individually and together. Mm. Like, you know, at least bring Garmin on to geeking out as, like, you know, to do impressions and, like, voices and stuff. Like, he could be their their Lando. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, although I hear that uh, the reviews for the yoga hosers are not kind to Ralph Garman. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I think he's the villain of the movie. Oh, jeez, yeah. He, has, he gets a scene with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, you know, I'm certainly going to see it, like... Mm-hmm. Honestly, my feeling is like as a like a Kevin Smith movie in the kind of like dogma umbrella of like this is a trip into Kevin's imagination, so it's about as Kevin Smithy as a Kevin Smith movie can get. <laughs> like I really feel like critics are going to be kind of you're going to get Smith fans and non-Smith fans and nothing in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, I hope as a Smith fan I'm it's still going to be enjoyable. Amateurishly shot, edited, acted, and written, with elements of the production oh. that seem unfinished. This Smith, this is Smith's worst film. Yes, worse than Cop Out. Said that. <laughs> oh my god! I'm reading reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I feel like you're reading the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Uh, although nothing about Tusk, though. Yeah, I love. I thought Tusk was fantastic. Oh my god. Um, I like his stuff and everything, but I found uh, I found it hard. It was so weird. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked Red State a lot. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, 
Uh, Moose Jaws is going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moose Jaws. It'll be like The Last of Us with a moose. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you finished that, didn't you? Uh, well, I finished the main game, and I'm I'm furious. Absolutely furious. Why? Um, because it's so great. Mm-hmm. And that, but the more I think about it, the more furious it makes me. Hmm. Because I don't know what to do now. I don't know whether I should go back through and play through the main game on harder difficulties. Yes. Is is there more stuff like well, especially at that ending? Is there more mm-hmm. to see? No, um, but when you, when you go on the harder yeah. difficulty, there's no listening mode, and that's how they originally designed the game. Oh, so you're just kind of like hoping there's no one around that corner. You gotta sneak around corners, and you get less ammo, so you can't really go around shooting people. That's gonna make the last hour of the game really hard. Really fun. <laughs> well, okay. you sneak around, and you, bu- right. you build like Molotovs and stuff, and you check them at bloaters. Uh, uh, bloaters. When, you, when you're in the co- hospital at the of- end, like, you get the guns off the military guys, so it's not hard. Yeah, I guess. Th- that was one of the things that bugged me about the end, though. There's nothing bigger than a bloater. Yeah. Like, I was kind of waiting for there to be one other bigger, grosser thing. But that wasn't that wasn't needed for the story, right? Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing something like, like, spoilers on the two-year-old video game. It's three years old, man. Oh, jeez, Aaron, you haven't... Aaron, is this going to bug you? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, in the a big part of the end of the game is that Ellie gets knocked unconscious and then taken into the hospital. She gets knocked unconscious because Joel gets stuck in a bus, um, and the bus falls into the water, and she tries to get Joel out of the bus. That could have been done by a big, by a big horrible, like, you know, Resident Evil style final boss thing. Yeah, but that's not rather what the than, game is right. It, it, the game is a little of that. <laughs> it is a little of that. I, it's just the the last things you end up fighting are fireflies, mm-hmm. who you all you know. I I guess the game has such a cynical view of humanity. Like I always kind of was waiting for when they were going to turn on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so no surprise there. But there's no single strong antagonist that you show down against. That's. You know what I mean? You're like, playing you, you're... the antagonist. <laughs> you're playing the bad guy in that game. Well, see, that's the thing that bugs me is like Joel doesn't he doesn't wrestle with the There's no way for the player through Joel to deal with the moral dilemma at the end of the game. That's the point of the which game. Is... <laughs> Though, right? That's not a very good point. It's a good point. It's the the gray is all that matters at that point. Well, I... I don't know. I've, I've been turning it around in my head a lot. Because, mm. like... I guess the, the dilemma at the end is that, you know, they know that Ellie is immune to this horrible virus that's turning people into, like, plant mutants. Um, or, like, fungus mutants. Fungus mutants. They're so well designed. It's so mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but the... 
so the good guys to whom you've been trying to transport her for the entirety of the game, um, you know, you basically get in the door with her and like, all right, cut her open. Like, let's go straight to dissection. You know, let's not wait to see what we can work, we can get out of blood work. Let's not. Uh, they, they explained that, though, it's because it was attached to certain parts of her brain. Yeah, but it would still be attached to certain parts of her brain if they waited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's lots they could have learned in terms of creating a vaccine through non-lethal means. Nope. <laughs> or, or they could try it. They could take more time than that afternoon to try it. That's true. You know, and I mean, I get it. Like, you you get some evidence that the doctor behind it is super keen to do this, and he's got a bit of a psycho, like, I'm going to get written into the history books for this. And maybe he... You know, and on that basis, yeah, Joel's totally justified. Like, these guys are kind of getting all Victor Frankenstein up in here, step away from the girl. You know, let's slow down and think this out and see what other avenues there may be. But being Joel, he defaults to, let's kill them all. And I mean, yeah, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, that last sequence is fantastic to play. Um, but then it jumps to the, it jumps to the ending. Like, and... You know, Joel totally spins this tale about like, oh yeah, they just stopped looking for a cure, so we get to go and live happily ever after, alright? And she's like, okay. But she doesn't really and believe like, and, Oh, you can tell. Yeah. Like, they're re- there's now this flashing red, like, do not press button in the middle of their relationship. Hmm. That can't yeah. be the ending of a game all about their relationship. Uh, yeah. Like, the end of the game is Ellie finding out, finding that out. And then, like, then doing something. It, like, it, either it, killing Joel it's or... It's not that she doesn't believe him. It's more like, yeah, yeah, she she knows, but she's going along with it because yeah. that's what Joel wants. Well, yeah, because... Be, or not what Joel yeah, wants. And because... What, uh, I don't know how to explain well, this. I had a long talk about this with a bunch of other people, and it's... Uh, it's way more complicated, <laughs> and I can't really go into it right now because I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I mean, I sort of get it. And, I mean, and also, she's only, like, 14 or 12 or something, you know? She's 15. Like, (laughs) point being, she's not of an age where she's necessarily going to be, like, where she's going to, I don't know, like, confront all of these things all at once. But I feel like, I feel like it's a huge open chapter in their story and the story's not done until that gets dealt with. Mm. You know, and on the one hand, I feel like it leaves it open for an awesome sequel. I feel like at some point the Fireflies have to roll up and be like, so there's a dude living in your town. He killed our leader and murdered like 50 guys <laughs> at this hospital. Why don't you just push him outside and we'll call it even, okay? At which point, inside the walls, Ellie has to turn around and be like, wait, you killed Marlene, the girl who raised me after my parents died? Who, oh yeah, I never asked about at the ending of the game. (laughs) I'm just saying, there's... Even given that she's not necessarily old enough to completely confront him about it right there and then, there's a lot of obvious unasked questions. 
in that ending. What I'm basically saying is I want more. I'm I'm gonna Damn send it, it was you so something. Good. To I want more. Let you deal with your feelings <laughs> with this. Okay. Well, there's. Is it left no, behind? No, well, left behind is Do good, but it's not about the next? ending, right? It's it's about the middle and the before that story. Um, oh, oh my God! Can I? Uh, the the sequence of the game called Winter is the best sequence of any video game mm. ever made. Like, you don't know if Joel is alive or dead. You don't know if you're playing Ellie for ten minutes or the rest of the game. And then you're, like, you're on this trip from, like, oh, Joel is healing and slowly getting better. Oh, Ellie's been taking care of him. Oh, those bad men are back. Oh, they've got her. Oh, they all gonna pay. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) It it was, like, every season of The Walking Dead that was good compressed into one thing. The first one? (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, uh, the season's not bad, actually. There you go. I sent you something. <laughs> Yay, things! <laughs> okay, I choose to be mollified based on this thing you've sent. It's just how to come to terms with uh, the ending <laughs> of The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a twelve-step thing. No, no. It just it talks about um, a lot of things. It's hard to. Well, I'll post it on our website. Right. Okay. It's from Forbes, if if it helps. Wow. Um, is it me or have I been seeing a lot of Forbes articles like dealing with video games and uh, dealing with um, like uh, geek culture? Uh, They've been doing that for a like, while, man. Yeah, like Forbes magazine. Like, no, like like knew? like years. <laughs> <laughs> they've been doing yeah. They've been doing it for at least six years now. Wow. Um, they've had it. Their like their tech section is pretty. Um, pretty savvy. Yeah. And they're all savvy. pretty young, the writers, and they're they write pretty well. Hmm. Nice. Coming to terms yeah. with the difficult ending of The Last of Us. <laughs> I feel we need some music uh, to that one. <laughs> Eric's uh, Eric's way of dealing with uh, post traumatic video game stress disorder. <laughs> just sad Hulk music. Mm. <laughs> On I would just play the the theme for uh, the Last of Us. Oh, oh! <laughs> Hashtag Spears cries. Oh, such a good soundtrack. Such though. a good game. Yeah, play, play, um, play Left Behind. You'll enjoy it. Should I do that? Should I play Left Behind and then loop around and redo the yes. main story? Or? Yes, you need to know about Ellie. Okay. It's about Ellie. Okay. So. Yeah, I I understand. It's kind of about her and Riley and. Like, kind of some of the stuff she mentions at the end of the game. I just kind of hope it would move the end of the game a little bit further nope. along. But... Uh, and, I mean, I know everything is kind of on pause at Naughty Dog until, what, the next Uncharted game is done? Well, yeah, it comes out in April, so... Yeah. So then, maybe, maybe we they, get... They, well, they have two the teams, so they're obviously working on something, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I read a piece of an interview, I think, somewhere that said that, like, everyone had been diverted to um, to Uncharted until yep, it's released. that is true. They had all hands on deck um, since the end of last year, just because they were originally going to release in December, and then they pushed it back to April because they wanted to polish. And the guys that... Well, they've got a, they've got a tentative movie thing happening yeah, now, don't they? Yeah. Um, well, they, they had people interested in the film. Um, they're just trying to find the right director and, you know, 
uh, from last they sort of talked the right about it, it was together. Josh Brolin as um, Joel, and the girl that plays Arya from Game of Thrones as Ellie. Oh yeah, Maybe, no, no, I was Maisie I was talking Williams. Uncharted, but yeah, Macy Williams. Yeah, I, I I hear stuff about the Last of Us movie every now yeah. and again. Yeah, well, the script is being written by the guys who wrote the game. So yeah, you know. that that's a good thing. Like there, it's it's incredible, but yeah, that that is it. That you just that ending sticks with you, like, and it just kind of comes up. You know what I mean? Like there isn't. Did you have this issue during, um, what's it called? What was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and the spinning top? Inception. <laughs> Inception. Inception. Did you have issues with that ending? <laughs> that just made me angry. I feel like the ending was chicken for not choosing uh, whether he was in the dream uh, or not. I like it that it made people so angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, it's I do kind of like movies that provoke in that way, too. I would have been happier as a as a like as a movie goer, I guess, to have seen the director make a statement on it one way or the other. Mm. But I don't know, man. So like, I don't know. Very few things are about anything, mm. you know. So it almost doesn't matter if it's just about like, you know, is Leo's character actually in a chair someplace or walking around? You know, it's not really of any great consequence. I don't know if in if the last of us is about weighing this one precious precious life against the maybe lives of countless strangers mm-hmm. like what the that f- deserves a definite a well defined a well defined ending you know like in a way like Joel's reaction is no surprise like the dude is an out and out misanthrope because people have, other than his brother like people have been nothing but scum mm to and around him ever since the outbreak began. Like, he's just sort of absorbed, digested, and become the absolute worst of humanity. Until being with Ellie kind of brings him back to being the dad he is at the beginning. Which is to say, I don't know, someone who seems like a basically good person will just, you know, go to guns to protect his kid. And that's understandable, relatable, and admirable. So this could be part of our parenting topic, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, if Last of Us teaches us anything about parenting, it's that, like, you're just a crusty old extra in some silly apocalypse until you're looking out for a kid. Then you're frickin' Superman. And you're stealthing around corners and building Molotovs. Well, he was doing that before, right? He was a mercenary. (laughs) So he was killing people for money and food. Yeah. Well, you get the uh, you get the idea from some of the stuff he says that he used to be like like a hunter, like some of those like an ambusher yeah, yeah. type. Yeah. Well, especially with like, the first ambush, right? Yeah. Like, cause he he says like I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's a chapter that needs a little bit more air. You know, I feel like we need more of those details in order to... No. I don't know, in order to get, like, a good... <laughs> uh, to know what we're supposed to feel you're about this You're supposed to feel what you're supposed to feel. <laughs> your your morality that you've grown up with, it sort of shows you what you believe, right? Because <laughs> not everyone's going to take that ending the same way. 
Yeah. I just sent you guys a link. You should look at it. While we pause. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Where'd you dun, send it to? Dun, 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 dun. Where I always send you guys things. Dun, oh, yeah, there it is. Dun, 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 dun. Coming to terms with... Not, not the Last of Us thing. It's the second one. Dun, dun. Oh. Damon Wayans... The... Wait, what? <laughs> Damon Wayans is Murtaugh. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a loaded weapon. Loaded weapon, folks. Yeah. Oh. Different franchises, guys. Mm. 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 That was always one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid was Loaded Weapon with Sam Jackson and uh, Emilio Estevez. That was a fun movie. <laughs> that one. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I get that Lethal Weapon's supposed to be an action comedy, but it's not supposed to be like New Girl in a Police Station. <laughs> hmm. Are they making New Girl in a Police Station? Isn't that uh, Brooklyn? Uh, they did. That was Let's Be Cops, wasn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Fair. Yeah. Do they have, like, leftover sets and costumes? Is that why this is happening? <laughs> they couldn't get Coach, so they got I'm his so uh, other relative. His, uh, is that his dad? Yeah, his older... Uh, no, no, I think that's a brother, I think. Or a cousin. I can't remember. Hmm. Oh, it could be a dad. I don't know. Hmm. Because Damon Wayans, yeah, Damon Wayans might be, yeah, might be that old now. He might be that mm. old. He's getting too old for this. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe we're all getting too old to this, for this, to this, for this. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should throw it out to our our listeners and ask: Are we really getting too old for this, or? Is there some better parenting advice that you can find for us to make us better parents? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> are you are you having trouble dealing with The Last of Us like Spears is? Explain to Eric that I'm right about this ending. <laughs> Explain to him on all media. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Please. Everyone knows I'm right. We'll be establishing a new podcast called Spears Deals with Last of Us. Oh, it'll be so depressing. <laughs> It's a twelve-parter, but anyway, yeah, we'll throw it out there to our uh, to our listeners, and uh, feel free to chime in and uh, send us some uh, emails at uh, geekswithkids at gmail. That's not our email anymore. <laughs> Dang it! It's not. <laughs> what is our email now? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man! I can give you the Twitter one. Go for it. <laughs> at geekswithkidscn. <laughs> Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. Yes. Aaron, what's our phone? What's our email address? <laughs> I am still looking for it because apparently my computer is going so slow. Mm. <laughs> uh. And I'm single-handedly drowning our... <laughs> Drowning our listeners. Oh, oh do, we, do we have a new website? Is that a thing that we have? No, it's geekswithkids.ca. We've got a brand new website. It's been like that for a while. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, but didn't we do something new and exciting have you not to got, it? You haven't got on our website, that? have you? <laughs> <laughs> the, not today. Mm. And I, haven't, I see you haven't logged in it. Spears. Spears. <laughs> what, logged yeah. in? I, I'm, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I did. I did once. At least once. Yes, I've seen that. Our email is podcast at geekswithkids.ca. 
Damn it, that's right. Podcast. Yeah. Join us next time for much better podcasting. <laughs> two weeks. Come back. Much better. In two weeks, once we've had some rest, we've gotten over various colds, and the Neo Citroen has run out. <laughs> All right. So, for Geeks with Kids, I'm your host, Aaron. Spears. Aaron. And, uh, shall I sing us out? Do whatever. <laughs> sure. Spears Oh, Majram Aaron, Majram Eric, Majram listeners, Majram last of us. <laughs> it's time to sing our Goram song. So let's be geeks and sing along. Majram, For someone everybody. who doesn't Good night, want everybody. the hashtag to go keep going, you keep on singing. <laughs>